And, but you know what I mean? Like, it could be part of it. Like, we're deciding what we're going to say, and then it'll yeah. also be, like, what we're going to cover. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, but, uh, let's just see here. I'm going to turn this a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll try to... I got enough time Let's just, let's just unplug that. No, just don't worry about it. It's just it's, it's on the ground or something. Under the table. Um, okay, so we got, let's see, go back to this. MTA woes. Um, this is why you can't have nice thoughts. Uh, wait, wait, so just start recording? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, all right, so here, there, let's do this. We can start the show officially and then have this discussion okay. as part of it. This is this idea. All right, cool. And then, or, or, actually, no, let's do it your way. No, no, I like that. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Infinity License Episode 3, recording on... Fourth of July <laughs> Eve, <Yeah. laughs> July third, twenty seventeen. Uh, I'm Brian Pisano, and I'm Leonard DeFranco, and we're going to talk about this is the podcast that no one asked for, <laughs> and we'll continue to go on, and people continue not asking for it, and we'll continue putting it out there. So at this point, it's hostile. The spirit, and we're putting we're yeah. putting this out as hostile. Uh, shout out to our fans again, our loyal fans in Azerbaijan. Uh, Stay strong, Djibouti. Djibouti. You're going to be there soon. Yeah, uh, we really want to reach an audience in Djibouti. Um, I really want to get to Turkmenistan, if possible. A lot of the stands, I think we need to reach in the stand regions. He's in the stands, folks. Oh, he made the catch. He's in the the stands. He made the catch. Uh, (laughs) Derek Cheater, throwback. Yeah. Um, So let's see, what are we going to talk about today? We have the MTA, which is the summer of hell. According oh god! Summer, yeah, uh, when, when the government is saying that you're in the summer of hell. Yeah, when Andy Cuomo, Andrew, Sir Andrew, uh, up in Albany, uh, says we are in the summer of hell, and we're feeling that right now. Uh, then we got. Does that say this is why you're hot? This is why you're hot, and this is also why you can't have nice thoughts. This is why you can't have nice thoughts. Yeah. Uh, that was. Uh, we're gonna do. Let's form predictions around what Trump is going to do uh, in the next couple of months. I think we should we should do one prediction, one a week within the next week, one in the next month, and then one in the next three months. I think we should have three, okay. three, three predictions. For I know what he's going to be doing next week. So yeah, he's going to be tweeting, <laughs> tweeting, and taking slightly his... fatter and tanner than he is now. <laughs> uh, ruminate on the death of bipartisanship. I can ruminate. We'll ruminate on par- the death of bipartisanship. Oh, forget that one. I don't want to talk about the misplaced anxiety over workaholism. Yeah. We're on vacation, dude. I don't want to yeah, talk about work. Yeah, let's not talk about work. I, I, I already hate, I, I did. I did read that article though, and uh, it's the one a, about yeah, yeah about about people working on vacation and instantly send me into. It was like a the Boston Globe's version of a New York Times hate read where yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, fuck these people that feel like. I don't even fuck managers that make feel like they need to make people work on their vacation. And uh, I don't it's know. stupid. To, yeah, the Boston Globe. I guess we're talking about it now. The Boston Globe ran this article that was about how you know millennial. I, I think they imply millennial. I don't know if right. they use the M word, uh, but <laughs> uh, it was the idea that all these young like careerists just can't stop working when they're on vacation. And it's like, first of all, I like we don't have any more idle rich. Like I think it's interesting that like we. Like, the people that have money now generally, like, work a lot. They don't deserve the money that they have. Right. I'm sure it's not like they're, like, oh, like not going to pull like, a self-made well, man thing, but they definitely work a lot. And, and at this point, it's the same way that, like, exercise and having a nice fit body is, like, a signifier of social status. Like, yeah. having a job that you have to work at all the time mm-hmm. is not only a signifier of status, but it's also, like, only available to upper classes. I mean, if I worked at, like, the post office, I would be happy to post the clock out every day. Right. So yeah. the anxiety should be about, like... 
how do we get jobs that are that engaging to more people, you know, and, and like expand the service economy as opposed to like, oh, you know, like aren't we such hard workers? I also, I agree. Well, here's the thing. I agree. It's like, well, I agree that on a couple fronts where it's the, I think that's where I have a major disagreement with my parents' generation. And I think they, they have a very much idea of like our economy is organized in a way of like input dictates outcome. So if you put a lot of input, like hard work in, you will get a, a reason what should be a, a good return on that which is the case certainly for this upper class of like people that are work workaholics they just can't get enough workahol uh, <laughs> i just can't live without workahol <laughs> i need it um but i just think there's also i feel like they're also oftentimes working in jobs where it's like is it like it's not like it's not that necessary that you got like an ad out for like you know it, or whatever you wrote copy for you know what I mean it's not like it's like I think we should be rewarding people like we should reward the doctors like handsomely you know people that are doing like providing actual services that they, yeah you know what I mean as opposed to just like people that are like these this managerial business class that are just kind of like. I'm like, okay, well, you just like you just like like stoke the fires of like consumer capitalism like at a faster pace like with better technology. It, yeah, it really is. It, <laughs> yeah. I think it used to be the case that like there was a producer class and then there was a consumer body. You know, right. and, like if you could like figure out at some point in there how to like put yourself in the middle of the flow of money, you didn't have to be a producer or a consumer. You could be this kind of like the, the same function that like a you know resistance forms in like an electrical circuit. You know? Right. Right. And it make it, what does resistance do? It makes it brighter, you know? And yeah. like, and, and, and now it's so much of the economy is that. I mean, my dad on the phone the other day was trying to, he was trying to articulate this about what he, and he was trying to be both, he didn't know what he was saying and also he's trying to be uh, sensitive to the fact that I work at a company that doesn't make anything, yeah, uh, anything tangible. Right. Um, and actually I do because we make a specific app, but he was, say, he was trying to say that like these companies like don't really like do that much right, or like right. they don't, they don't physically produce anything certainly. And I was like, Oh, Dad, I'm way ahead of you. We make fun of the how stupid these companies are all the time. Right. You know, like so many of them, like these digital marketing startups do nothing. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. They're just there to basically – it's just a, a dart that some rich guy's throwing at a wall with his portfolio. Yeah, and they're all just try, trying to, to like, fund these companies. Yeah, exactly, because they can just kind of like allow this runoff like risk. They're like, well, if I – if one of these – it hits a home run, then uh, you know I, I'm I'm sitting on somehow a bigger pile of cash, like, yeah. um, and it, or like, they're kind of like almost like pet projects sometimes. They are people, pet yeah, projects, yeah, yeah, and where it's just like the so the uh, a capital owning class of people can just be like, well, whatever, like why don't we try uh, yeah, like engineering this thing so it makes Twitter better, <laughs> like, so we can tweet like so the president can tweet bullshit faster, <laughs> um, or people can find your bullshit tweets faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like in the every tweet or like or yeah that's what we I just need to end we need to like end I don't know where this is all going I, like I, I, no, I, I think it's um, I, I think it is I, I agree but uh, I think it's we could end, enter into to somebody and depressing waters where I think like because it is I, I agree with that too like what you were saying with your dad where I always say this too where you could point to, I built that car. Like, somebody at a Ford auto factory is like, I put the fender on 500 cars today, I, on 500 Ford Focuses. And di- and then you can measure that as opposed yeah. to in office, like, o- many office jobs or many startup jobs or many te- non-tangible economy jobs. Uh, you can't really point to, it's like, you know, is sending 6,000 emails a, a day, you know, is that is that the same... Uh, 
is there the same output from that? No, that is no, so much less social media. Right. And I got I got into a fight, actually, not a fight really, but a debate with the managers at our company where, you know, I think I think there should be summer hours and I think we work certainly work in the kind of company that should be flexible about working from home and stuff like that because not because ninety percent of my technology job is working on a computer and working with either software or uh telecom telecommunications products which doesn't require me to be in a physical place unless I'm meeting face to face with somebody which which I which I there's certain parts of my job where I certainly have to meet with people face to face and can do that but one of our managers was just like well no we we shouldn't have that because people won't work I'm like already I can tell you that people after 3pm on Friday are not like you you don't just fill up by just being in a place from nine to five. You don't yeah. just fill that up. The Europeans understand that. Yeah, like, you know, it's just the idea that I'm like, and the idea that we still kind of stick to this industrial age schedule of you have to yeah. work for eight hours, you get eight hours of your free time, and you get eight hours of sleep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> presumably. Are you supposed to get eight hours of free time? Is that that's the, well, that's yeah. the idea because I think it was oh, it was the, the, the unions were fighting for they're like yeah for twenty four hours it can be split we'll make a deal we'll work for you for eight hours and at the time two people weren't commuting as far either so yeah. they were like they were basically within walking distance or like a ten minute to fifteen minute walk of their home so commuting wasn't a thing either so they were just like okay then I'll I'll have eight hours to myself to. To become to like eight hours of human time, human time to do whatever you want to do, yeah. and then and presumably every human needs. How funny is it that like that eight out? So like that's so depressing. Like, yeah, the idea that like a third of it I need to like physically recharge my battery. Yeah. Like, of this day. Yeah, uh, I'll spend a third of it with you just so that I have like the ability to buy food and stuff and then a third of it is what it basically I'm cramming my sentience into that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And like the and for that th- eight uh, the third of a day that you're working, you're basically just like an ersatz machine. Yeah. And now people are so butthurt about losing the ability to be an ersatz machine. Like, yeah, yeah. Now that like the machine is doing the thing, like if ever, it happens to everyone, it's going to be great. I know. We're going to be a human all day long. I know. That's what I don't understand. Where people and explaining that I don't understand, it. like because they need money to, to buy shit. Well, that's like, something I, else I has think to take the there has to be a solution. There has to be either there has to be a full employment solution or a universal basic income solution or something. And the politician of the future, when they. they <laughs> You think that they're offering the bread and circuses now to uh, distract uh, uh, and, like, opiate the masses. Wait until uh, we live in a VR reality, and our VR, I'll call it, real VR, and the politicians are going to brag about having high unemployment numbers. Yeah. That means that that many people are able to live in a blissed-out digital sentience. Yeah, so they've just flipped the script. They're like, yeah, we got zero workers. Yeah. We have 100% unemployment. Did you, you know, I was really, like, up and coming. They had zero workers there <laughs> on Wednesdays. Yeah. They're they're great with wind, and they're great with AI. That's what I, all their people are on VRPornHub.com. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's what I don't understand about... I understand, I understand the, it, there's a value in jobs in that people want people need to feel a sense of purpose or a sense of like they have to do something um that's what i think that's a majority of what jobs are in place for in our posts i think that they're justified because of that yes exactly. like yeah i i I mean they're there because for the same reason that like you know feudal like peasants because they need everyone needs a source of food you know like then there has whatever structure it is you give into it, but it, I think what you're like, I totally agree. Is like it gives people purpose, especially modern companies yeah. that are trying to attract like 
idealistic young people that right. wanted to be some activists. They also wanted to make money, and they also you know that's want to what, be fashionable that's what all I, else. Yeah. They'll offer them a mission driven experience. And it's complete bull. The fact that like that drives me nuts more than anything. Yeah, yeah. it's such bullshit. It's just I because I was like I would kind of bought into that when I was in my early twenties, and and now I'm just well. You worked for real like impactful organizations more so than like a startup. I guess so. That's true. I, I mean, I worked in public service, and yeah. I still I still kind of work in a public a, something that administers a public service program. Yeah, that um, is that. Well, I guess the irony maybe you could say is that that job you do, even though it's your formal job. Uh, it has way more social impact than any, like, you know, than 25 and, of, this, of and, the philanthropic arms of these companies. Yeah, and here's the thing, though. We don't really, I mean, we certainly talk internally about, you know, what our mission is as a, as a healthcare provider and to help people, certainly people that are on Medicaid who are essentially the most, in most dire need of, of healthcare. Um, but I... We don't talk about it like the, I hear startups talk about where these manifestos about like we are self-actualizing, yeah. like uh, uh, making you become the whole true person that you believe you can be. It's like share person Alice. Yeah, okay. yeah, whole person kind of thing, uh, which which is okay. That's, I think that's okay for a educational institution to yeah. say because that's and they're educating people. For a business to say that is kind of. Uh, they're doing it because then they can they, they can erode the sort of eight hour eight hour eight hour right. model. They're like, all right, well, I guess you don't care about being well, your full whole person if you want to just <laughs> if you want to clock out at five five o'clock every day. Yeah, and also yeah, and it's like a way to make sure that um, you don't have a need for that other eight hours. You know, yeah. of the of that like the human eight hours of your industrial working day where you came back from the leech factory and <laughs> looked at your wood carvings all night. <laughs> Played. It was a real good episode of those wood carvings on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Pass it over. I'll see it on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that's a rerun wood carving. Oh, against the grain, this young guy. I like it. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, like to, to, to want that part of your day to go be self-actualizing uh, you know, you need to have like some unfulfilled thing at the, during the, your working day, at the, whatever your job is. Yeah. And by giving you purpose, by kind of offering you this sort of like, you know how gruel is like nutritionally, like scientific, or like soil, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's everything you need in a package that kind of sucks. <laughs> that's what like working for uh, like a mission driven company that's trying to attract young people with the pretenses of, of this social awareness is like. I think, you know, like the Greek system organizations do it too, but at least they're more transparent about we're all doing this so that we can now have our separate, you know, society to right. ourselves and yeah. this is what our, what dues we pay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you do more good than all the fucking stuck up companies. And by the way, all those companies are making their young millennial employees work on vacations, which the Boston Globe tells me is immoral. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's completely immoral. And also just, I it, like, I would just, I would feel, and to put a button on this, I guess I would be the person that would be fired so fast in these yeah, in these uh, communities because I would just be like, nah, like, I'm not doing that. And they'd be like, well, Brian is not here anymore. You know what I mean? I was, I'd be like, Brian didn't have, wasn't a team player at, uh, at my old company. They used to call it SOP for standard of performance. SOP, SOP. He didn't live in the standard performance. And it just meant like, he was hooking up with someone's girlfriend and, like, the love triangle had to end somehow. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of out. Um, all right. Well, how do we how do we get to the... So, um, on to our first topic that we actually plan on talking about. Yeah. The show uh, starts now. The show starts now, about uh, 15 minutes in. Uh, how do we get to those those jobs that... that we, we, you know how we get to those jobs? There was a great Onion article a couple years ago that was, like, 
um, modern day underground railroad carries people of color to work sites every day. And there's just a picture of like the D train. And, and yeah, that and that that uh, galley ship is getting worse. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it is. It's been a nightmare summer now, so far. I, so. I'm, uh, th- there was something that happened a couple months ago. Like in May, there was a lot of talk about the MTA and like how the MTA was falling apart. Do you remember what happened in May? Uh, in May, we're talking right now in July. They were announcing. I think we're. It's going to be an initiation of a couple things where there's already been signal problems. They're doing planned construction on a lot of the lines that is knock on uh, uh, damage from like Sandy and other just and just wear and tear from. Of it being a 104-year-old subway system, um, or 114-year-old your subway system, um, and the and, and they, they discovered underground like four years before they broke out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like cutting edge back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of amazing. That's like what the thing is that where I almost I'm not an apologist certainly for the MTA, but I do recognize the Titanic task of uh, of reforming it and repairing it is and a lot of it I mean what I'm gonna say is that like a lot of it I think is because I mean it, it has to do with investment it's just it has it's revenue and tax dollars what which frustrates me now the point is what frustrates me about right now is that it's a victim of its success right now which is a weird thing that's really never happened or it hasn't happened since the beginning of the MTA and the demand for it in the beginning or the beginning of New York City transit and the subway which is that it's doing poorly right now because it's an aging system and all that stuff, but also because it's the city is just full. It's like vacancies are at an all-time low. People need public transit more than ever. There's like lowest unemployment there's been in years, so people need to get places and get to work and go around. The, previously, the death spirals in the MTA were because people were leaving the city and there was like not investment in it and there was just the natural – like loss of tax base that that and then they got to make cuts and be like well we, what's the first thing to cut we'll cut public transit and like and other services and then that kind of happens but now it's kind of bullshit that now we're more of us are on that the subway system and the train system than ever uh, and that we're still not seeing the investment that's needed and even the billion dollar uh, Cuomo uh, Cap- capital oh, investment from the state of emergency is. Like is a conservative estimate about like one twentieth of what needs to like be actually invested in it, um, and it's because uh, it's because uh, because upstate Republicans won't vote for a tax hike for, uh, and it's because it's controlled by state assembly and the state yeah. government and not the city. So they, you know what's interesting too is yeah. that uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. I, I've certainly seen the same thing about how like the cap the capital expenditure now. First of all, not only is it too little and too late, but yeah. also like. It follows on the heels of like very deliberate um, elisions of the MTA in his budget, right? Like, yeah. in, in apparently, uh, when I think the thing that happened in May uh, might have been like there was a budget out or something that he, or he proposed the governor's budget and they like, had no money for the MTA and or it just detract it, it, it diverted it elsewhere. Um, what's interesting is that like you know yeah like this is a full full basket and like if you have if you have a full basket. And you keep adding eggs to the basket. You have yeah. to keep making it bigger. You right. Know, especially, like, infrastructure is not supposed to be something that is permanently that just there. It should right. be, like, a thing that's fluid that, you know, ideally that would, like, grow to meet the needs of whoever it is. Because you want people in the city. Like, it's not the MTA's success that's driving people to it. It's the fact that it is – it's an efficient means of transportation, but it's New York is doing really well. Right. The city itself and, is, is, is succeeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And people are urbanizing and so more, and it's like just a more efficient way to get people around. And so, you know, now they have like 
I think that what's, what's interesting is there, it, it is now a sort of reversed um, perception of the trains. So, like, for decades, uh, and, and the buses to a lesser extent, for decades, I think you had, like, this sort of elitist view of the subway, which is, like, you know, like, when I think about, like, 70s New York, and I think about, like, most of Manhattan was, like, very working class, and then a lot of outer borough stuff was, like, dangerous and yeah, yeah. undesirable, you know, yeah. generally. Yeah. And so the subway, if you think about where it goes most, it's, like, obviously the nexus is in lower Manhattan, but it goes out. Like, the subway is a way to get from outer boroughs into Manhattan right. really easily. Like, yeah. that's one of the things it's there for. Right. And so I could totally see how, in, a, in previous generations, it would have been perceived to have been this, like, uh, you know, thing for poor people. Right. And it's just so not anymore that I think that, like, the, the difficulties that are going on right now by getting money to start flowing into maintaining and maybe even growing the MTA to actually serve the current population um, is it's slow going, but it might be like a really permanent shift. Like maybe in the future, they're going to win over, you know, capital, like developers and stuff and try to court yuppies by building new subways. Like maybe it might go the well, other certain, direction. Certainly the and second avenue subway is part of like the finally completed. Absolutely. The Hudson Yards thing would yeah, be yeah. To, to get the MIMA people to their uh, yeah. digital marketing jobs. Yeah. Easier. Yeah, no, and, you know, what if it goes more that way? We're, then we're going to have solved the sort of, like, civil infrastructure question, but it'll still be to serve the sort of gentrification that's going on around here. Right. So you're saying this is a near – so I, I think, though, that the, it is kind of an equalizer. I think now it should be seen as something for everybody because it's, I think it should be seen as an efficient system both for working-class people as a cheap way to get to work and upper-class people should be like, well, like, I, I mean, that's why I think te- putting taxes on – like, I actually think the Bloomberg kind of taxing below 59th Street, the, logistically, would have been tough. But what was that going to be? It was that uh, to reduce congestion downtown. It, it was congestion pricing for cars. Yeah, congestion pricing for cars, uh, which they've done, I think, in London. I think they've done that, um, which would have been a great revenue source. Um, and, and I think the key, I mean, that's one potential solution. But I think also the subway being advantageous for not only as an economic decision for middle or upper class people – but it's just like it's a more efficient – it runs well and yeah. runs better. It's like – I mean how many people – I've seen celebrities on Subway because they're like, well, it's actually on – it's honestly – I saw a YouTube video with Keanu Reeves. Right? He said he gave up his seat on the he Subway. He's uh, the nicest makes, guy. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, the theories, like the, another crackpot theory about how Keanu Reeves is an immortal – an immortal being, like no, but I'm interested. You should Google it. It's like uh, there's all these pictures of a guy. The story checks out so far, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he there's like he because he does throughout his career, he doesn't look like he's aged at all. Like even from Bill and Ted to like his modern day, except for maybe like adding a couple gray hairs. Like he looks like the same person. Um, and then there is a there's this picture of this. I think he's like a count or a duke from like Eastern Europe, like Poland or something like that, in the 17th or 16th century. That is a spot on. It's it, it's it's uncanny. Like this painting of him that you're just like, oh my god, Keanu. Like that's Keanu Reeves. Wow. Yeah. Um, Does that mean that Hungarians are like what half like Hawaiian half Irish people or whatever Keanu Reeves <laughs> look like? No, that means that Hungarians are actually all plugged into <laughs> an alternate uh, reality. Some sort of then yeah, what movie was he in? The Major. 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 Exactly. Right. This yeah. is actually his like confession. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, uh, so the, I think that, so, but my point is that seeing celebrities on the subway or whoever, because it's just actually just a faster way to get to, from point A to point B. Especially if you ever try to fucking drive in Manhattan, oh my God. Yeah, so driving in Manhattan in, in rush hour time is just, is just stupid. It's just not worth it. Just get on the subway. Even with these delays, it'd probably be faster on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny that a lot of the, the MTA was are 
happening like well okay so first of all i'm glad that it's happening finally that people that like there are derailing by the way th- so like a couple of week ago there was the, the derailing the, in harlem the, the, yeah. the, dera- the, the a train just uh just <laughs> hopped its rail or whatever i think somebody left something <laughs> on the track Maybe a workman left a penny on the track. He's like, he's like, like can't, wait, yeah, I can't wait. A squish penny. And then it just fucking the sent train, the A train. The, tra- the train just wanted to get out. <laughs> it was just like an old train that's like committing suicide. <laughs> it just gained sen- sentience and just like. I've seen a lot of that time. Uh, uh, both Kennedys died. It's the worst time for me to go. Yeah, actually, that was kind of cool. I, I I read an article one time about how old those like the sea train, the yeah, current sea trains, ones, yeah, yeah, they're like from from the World War II. Oh, really? really? They were they, those were ordered. The first ones were ordered in like right after that's World a War II. rolling museum. Yeah, you know? I know. Well, they, and now they they joke about it. They, the transit museum occasionally will put just like classic trains on the <laughs> on the weekends on like Sundays. You can go ride like a 1930s style. Uh, subway car. Like, if you go to a certain subway station, they're like, "Yeah, we're having, we're rolling out the 1930s train." Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not kidding. It's kind of. Uh, uh, have you ever done that? No, I've never done that. But you I know why? I, because you've always had anything to do. On yeah, Sunday. exactly. <laughs> I think Megan and I were, like every time we're like, "We should go do that," and they're like, "We could also just like stay here." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." I don't need to like. Well, we've also been. I've been to the transit museum, which is the kids aren't interested in vintage 1930s trains and what this era of your Roku's and your Netflix's. They don't want to ride a subway train nowhere. Just make anywhere. sure. Just get an H. Give me an HTC Vive for like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, they need to start tying this into uh, so like free phone, free phone promotions on Fordham Road. Um, but yeah, um, uh, the, subway sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I mean, well, I just think what drives me nuts, I mean, it, and it's what they feared about handing control over to Albany when they originally did it, was that uh, what is happening is happening, where it's like, well, we can't get enough capital. Like, one of the, I was reading one of the reports about the capital that's invested, like, of the MTA's budget, it's going to go up, too. It's, like, currently 9% or 10% of its annual budget is just servicing debts. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, they keep taking out that they, they they never, They've never met, like, they've never, they've always needed to take money. Yeah. Um, so the, if they just were able to, like, I mean, think about that, 10% of billion, of billions of dollars kind of, like, the, only, the, the revenue, so, like, 50% of the actual revenue comes from the state and the city, like, tax revenue. It's topped up through that. The other 50% is covered through your paying for fares. Right. Um, and so, like, that's it. I, I, I honestly think this is actually would be a Trump would be kind of a genius. He's not going to do this, but he would kind of a genius. But Donald, if you're listening, this would a help a lot of your real estate investments immensely. I think because if you if you just put a federal like imagine if he he also just like put a federal uh, like almost not like a New Deal era style thing where he's like okay we're going to just like inject uh, billions of federal capital into dollars. New York City into New York City yeah. And he's like, Donald, if you're listening, do that. Yeah. You're because smart and sexy. Think about it. Like, I think that's like, if you're, I think that's like part of the appeal. Of Why would he do that? Because it would just, I mean, it would, A, New York City is the place that it probably hates him more than anybody, right? And no, Palm Springs, uh, or Palm, no, where hates him? Yeah, Palm Springs, yeah. Or Portland, Oregon, maybe. Well, I was, yeah. was going to say Palm Beach, but like, I don't think they, I think they're okay with them down there. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think most parts of Florida, for, yeah. di- for different reasons. Yeah, for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you have every kind of reason down there. You got Cubans who just hate, hate. liberals, because yeah. that's like what they think, like, is this country's about. 
you got southern people who just hate black people and like you know they're just really conservative you have the rich palm beachers who like know him personally and are like all like to drop their stories about hanging out with the yeah. man who would be president and it's like well they're going to make his like every golf club in, uh, or every golf course in, in, <laughs> I, in Florida like. last week or two weeks ago maybe I was driving upstate because uh, I was going to the Berkshires and uh, my, me and my mom were going to meet my sister and out the uh, window next to uh, we got off whatever Triborough Bridge or something. Trump links. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, so you're on the highway, you're going down. Oh, uh, it's in it's in the Bronx, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just yeah, down this, in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. I, the, before I even saw the Trump sign, I saw, I saw what I thought was like a landscape landfill. Like yeah. it was just all brown grass, like horribly maintained. Look at the piece of shit golf course. Yeah. And then I saw it, it was a piece of golf course, and it had Trump links on it in like gigantic letters. Yeah. And it was like, was this from the real Trump? And it was. It was like he struck a deal. And this is, by the way, gets to the problem of why there's no fucking money left for the subway. He struck a deal in the Bronx that, like, took over what was a landfill. And basically, like, you know, the, somehow the, the machinations were, like, he gets to own it and, like, keep some of the revenue from it. Uh, the city pays for, like, all the watering or something, which is probably why it never gets watered. Right. And But, like... You know, that's the same thing type of thing. First of all, fuck that. And his his stupid Bronx golf course is a piece of shit. Second, um, in the, uh, like, Hudson Yards project, right. they gave away, uh, like, real estate. Could have been the Jets' home stadium. Could have been. <laughs> it was that literally would have been a better year. Had they done that and collected taxes on it, they would have had more in the coffers. Instead, they gave away, well, basically this subsidized building, and, they, and then they, like, spent private money, I think, or whatever, like, city money to... Um, as opposed to like MTA state money, uh, to like build out the Seventh Avenue stop right. and stuff, yeah. and uh, or the Seventh Train stop, and it, it, that's money. Like they should be trying to suck well, money into a, the MTA and, and divert it specifically there. Do Do you have any? So this is actually I got into a debate with someone recently about this, who's a more conservative leaning person um, about the Laffer curve, um, and I was like, you know, I obviously took the opinion. I'm like, yeah, like I get how the Laffer curve is. Simple, like simple, simple way for Republicans to justify tax cuts, um, but like because he was saying he was complaining about how Connecticut is losing a lot of jobs and losing a lot of billionaire class people to Florida because all these because of these billionaires in Greenwich just can't handle like a one percent marginal increase on their taxes, so they're moving to Florida, uh, and I'm like, and and, and uh, because I guess because Connecticut has some of the highest tax rates around, and and I was like. Uh, which is like, I guess that's fair, but I'm like, uh, but he was complaining that I'm like, well, Connecticut public employees are paid higher than anyone else in the country, and I'm like, hold on a second, you, you're a, like, but that's you all kind of decided on that, like, you know, you're either representatives or whoever. We're just like, there was a, sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so it's, and also like, you know, it's like, like maybe it's maybe it's a good thing also that. It, like hi- highest paid public employees, if just like a, a teacher is maybe making like a living wage in like Fairfield County, which is like basically six figures, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, like then it's like, well, you have to like you have to adjust all these factors. It's not just as simple as like, well, let's just slash taxes and like because like if we tax the hell out of people, we'll lose revenue because people with a lot of money will leave, which I guess is to a certain extent. Like, 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 but like somewhere there has to be a middle ground somewhere. You can't just like we just all the United States just can't end up trying to like tax shelter for each other, you know? And like. Beggar well, you can. Right? It's just it, like it, it turns into the disintegration. Like I, I just read an article about um, like apparently Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. Uh, like used to be. They, I'm the, going out there this uh, this summer. You are. Oh, yeah. they'll have to report on whether this is the case. Yeah. What are you going for? Are you going to try out for the Air Force? Well, yeah. No, my um, my rich uncle lives out there. Nice. <laughs> is he super conservative? 
Uh, I think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't know his politics. I haven't talked to him in a while. Exactly. But, it's like, um, but, uh, but, yeah, we're going out for a wedding, but I'm also going to visit him. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, so apparently in Colorado Springs, like, they uh, are very conservative. Uh, I think they're, like, more, like, zealots uh-huh. than, like, misers on the conservative scale. Uh-huh. But um, they basically, like, try to cut all taxes, essentially. Like, they, they just had very little public spending. Like, in Kansas, too, they did that. They yeah. did? Yeah, it's a similar thing. Yeah. The, it, in statewide? Yeah, like, the Governor Brown, I think his name was, was right. the guy who was like, we're gonna, we had, like, he had, like, the carte blanche to do kind of whatever he wanted, and he was like, we're gonna run the, we're gonna run the, the biggest, like, experiment in free market cap, laissez-faire free market capitalism uh, since... Yeah, we know, but yeah. I, good for him. We yeah. know how the experiment ends. Like, yeah. It ends pretty much the same. Oh, yeah, Kansas is like dead last in every like service yeah. and every. Yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah. I, I understand the idea, even if you want to argue, like, you pay for a little, you get little, mm-hmm. you know, but you want to get more. Like, the stuff that you're going to get that's more of is stuff that you don't want to think about. Like, there's not going to be like a private street entrepreneur that comes along and like right. pay for streets. So, like, in, in Colorado Springs, they had the problem because they were like, we're going to shut off the, uh, elect- the, the lights. Like uh, a third of the time, or every third streetlight, or whatever it was, and um, that's how we'll save money. What ended up happening was people, like copper thieves, just came in and stole the Dude. wiring because they knew that the lights were shut off, and like so, no one would notice the. the well, yeah. because they could steal the copper. Like right. there's there. What's interesting about it, and this we can we can work to bring this back to the NTA thing too, but like regarding the idea of if you tax them, will they leave? You know, and like if you raise taxes on someone, which I think is like the only. Um, there's some, like, state senator who proposed a bill to, like, just put a temporary tax on, like, rich people. It goes up, like, by every increments of, like, $5 million that you make. And I think that there's, like, a lot of logistic – not moral, but logistical problems with, like, how you do that in a way that doesn't drive people away. But fundamentally, the idea of, like, taking – like, taxing, building something that everyone can use that, you know, yeah. that is of general use, um, whether it's streetlights or the subway – is that this is all something that creates social cohesion in a very real way. And, and I think that one of the things that's interesting is that the, the theory that does the most to justify the idea that public works and stuff and, and like taxing and public works, the, that, the idea that that is a mechanism of social cohesion is sort of like free marketism. You know, right. the idea that like if you can vote with dollars, if money is your method of expressing yourself in society uh. – then mixing money mm-hmm. in like the public till yeah. should be a way of pe- putting people together. And if you take that away, then that means that you're. And if there's no public money, if there's no taxation, there's no like redistribution right. of anything. Then what that means is that your main method of expression in which is you know to exert yourself uh, to to put dollars places is now that's what's deprived from public. And so according to like a sort of free market fundamentalist, you would want to tax and spend more. Because uh, it, maybe not regulatory, but like just spend more on public works projects because it's going to put make everyone more invested in the community. Yeah, well, I think that's I think it's essentially a sense of civic duty as well. It's like, well, because I've benefited from this free, open society that has like enabled me to live a lifestyle way beyond the hierarchy of needs ever calibrated for. You know what I mean? Like, it allows me to have, like, five houses and, and essentially, like, I'm not talking about somebody who just is making, you know, a yes, decent six-figure salary and, like, just bought a home and all that stuff. I'm talking about, like, the, the you know, the true masters of the universe, yeah. like, class of people where, yeah, they can afford it. Yeah, well, as I'm saying, they, they should, and they, like, you know, it's not the people who the marginal tax rate 
is going up, and then it's, like, the decision between them, like, sending their kids to, like, or buying a house in a good school district and not, it's the it's the difference of, like, these people who were just, like, were, like, I got mine, and no, I, I don't know, I don't know I anybody. Want, now I want to withdraw. I want to withdraw. Exactly. I don't, I am, I am not part of this. I'd rather just shelter it. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. actually, that's a good analogy. They're, like, cashing out yeah. of society, basically, by mm-hmm. saying that they don't want to fund any of the things. We need people to be a little more like Socrates. Accept what society gives you, good and bad. I'm just kidding. That's like a horrible way to I think it's just like a, I too, I think that is that. I think that's part of the social contract that's gone away where it's like people should just feel like they should be humbly like return what's given. Like what do you need? Like this is the thing that I don't understand. It's like as much as like I'll have the days where I like dream about I'm like what if I had like an MTV crib style house? You know? Like, <laughs> and like, like that'd be cool. Like what do you – what do you, these people – like what do they need? Like you know what I mean? Like they must like like to be that level of, of wealthy and just feel like you're you're entitled to just have this amount of like be an absolute billionaire and not return to anything even. And that's why like you know people have a lot of issues with Michael Bloomberg and I. But me having worked for him and him, he has a sense of civic responsibility. And he, he has and a sense he, of ego though. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah he certainly does. And and also, it, yeah, but, I mean, but I'm just saying like, I mean, maybe that's part of his public persona or whatever, but I think more people have to take, and certainly Bill Gates and Warren Buffett also have this kind of like attitude where they're like, like, or like whoever takes the billionaire's pledge or whatever, like that, that they're like, that they are going to return most of their fortunes back into civic society and all that stuff. But they're, they're just doing it through philanthropic means, which they have like a little bit of ego power to do it as opposed to just doing it through like, Hey, it's going through the government, yeah. which, if in a working, functional Western democracy, it means that we've all like taken that money and then like agreed upon or had representatives agree upon like this is the best way to distribute that. You'd like to, yeah, and and I, I mean, I do agree. You'd like to have some more accountability for stuff you spend, but uh, you know, if they could figure that out, like have some sort of ombudsman that like actually could tell what the efficacy of a program was or something, then like nobody proposes that because it's like. And again, the Lenny and Brian dream utopian technocracy <laughs> will finally come to fruition where we, where we just have one, one like glorified accountant who's just We're like, going to take over Greenland. There's yeah. nothing there. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone's thought of this before. When, it, when all the ice melts, too. It'll be, Dude, we'll be somebody's got to start building this. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Let's do Cuba it. Cuba of the North, we'll call it. Shout out to our boys. Well, I mean, technically that land is owned by Denmark or the Netherlands. I think it's Denmark. Greenland is in its own country. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's done. What is Greenland? It's I know it's a real piece of land. Why is it not a continent like uh, Australia? In fact, why is not every? I think con- it's considered part of North America. No, Greenland? I think so. Then why the fuck does Denmark have it? Because they just were the only ones who were like, <laughs> we'll go up to the cold, like like a frozen <laughs> ice shelf that is Greenland. They probably, they, they probably sent a uh, they, the Scandinavian company uh, companies. The Scandinavian countries that uh, that should take like a round robin or like, like every year there's like a Nordic Fest. Actually, Nordic Fest is already like a hate group festival <laughs> in Idaho. So don't, call, don't call it Nordic Fest. Really? They have, I don't know about that. Uh, man, one, I, I thought I was going to further festival one time and somebody gave me a handful of liquid acid and I ended up at, at the Nordic Fest. <laughs> <laughs> just like a bunch of bearded racist guys like, or, yeah um, there was 
I did that uh, tree climbing uh, sport, and yeah. Um, yeah, and I landed on a person of color <laughs> when you come back down. Um, but yeah, they should have a uh, like an Olympiad for all the Scandinavian countries, and whoever wins that every year, it's like the Eurovision Song Contest. The victor gets to own Greenland for that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like Latvia is always a dark horse, and you don't know if they're gonna. Like... <laughs> no, I think Latvia is like somebody's always taking those odds in Vegas. They're like Latvia might do it this year. There, what if there was a country that or like yeah something like Green Greenland or like um, one of those like countries off the coast of like between the coast of like Africa and Europe or something. That countries like not only split, not like Cyprus, where like Greece and Turkey like split like dominion over it, but a country, a, a piece of land that countries amicably just totally share dominance of. Like they split, it's like a timeshare. Yeah. Like, France <laughs> like is going to get this. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. France is going to control this for like, you know, these three years. That's how they should have brokered gonna... the peace in the Falkland Islands War. They're like, all right, Argentina, you get it for five years. And then <laughs> Britain gets it back five years later. It's <laughs> so cool. Think about the cool food you create. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, so it's just timeshare. The mix up. The, the advances in mixology that would happen when you mix all these uh, ethnic spirits together. I think that's like kind of what happens. I mean, that's like kind of what happens, except through like aggressive military campaigns in like the <laughs> Middle East and all that stuff. Where like you know, like Russia or the United States or whatever decides like, all right, like we. Well, I mean, we kind of split a time here in Afghanistan for the thirty to forty years, you know, and then the, and Britain before that in Afghanistan, and uh, you know, like, the the model that I'm talking about is just like, 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 like an a open, massive like doobie passing between yeah. countries. <laughs> the model that the United States follows has much more to do with like. I had a dog that was a really big dog as German Shepherd, and when we dog sat this our grandmother's little dog, my dog was such an asshole that he would huge so that he could make room to eat the smaller dog's food because he was do- establishing dominance um, and I was like oh, you're such an asshole like he already knows you're dominant I don't know how many times you have to attack him for this to make you think that he doesn't get it you throw up on <laughs> he didn't throw up on the dog but no, it would have it would be funny if he just threw up on the dog come <laughs> here <laughs> Pins him down. <laughs> like, you're such a dick. There's nothing worse That's than, than that, like, 30 seconds when you know a dog's gonna throw up. Like, when you're just, like, staring at them, they're gonna, like, hoop, 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 hoop. Like, <laughs> you want to grenade them and, like, punt them into a different room if you can't, so it's, like... <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of the same reaction you have when your beer bottle starts to overflow with foam. You're like, yeah, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. You're like, go to the sink. You're like, sip it. Yeah. But what do you do, though, if a dog's about to park, bark? bark I just like, kind of like just, well, the thing just is, clear it's, whatever. No, I, yeah, I try, try to move anything valuable out of the way. And you just sit there and just watch that bad boy puke. In Has, uh, in, in Seamus' first week, have no you, puking. Uh, no puking. No. This gonna, dog takes human. You know why? Because he needs though. a cool uncle to get him drunk for the first time. I know, Lenny. James, you. James, <laughs> I got some. You can blow some weed in his face and <laughs> spill. <laughs> you can get a dog high. I heard. I mean, in high school, I did yeah. this and tried it. But you can get a dog <laughs> high. this podcast where we pass on rumors you heard in high school. <laughs> you know. My dog used a white lighter and he got so fucked up. <laughs> he, had <laughs> bad, he had bad luck. And he had, <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Yeah, the white lighter. Yeah, that's a, that is a national uh, superstition. Not national. I never heard that until I came here. Really? I yeah. guess it's an East Coast superstition. It's an East Coast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder, or yeah. Um, uh, okay, so that we, I think we covered a lot we, of ground. Yeah, we, we so oh, you know what the one thing we didn't talk about the MTA is though? The fucking, how hilarious it is. I mean, it's, Really sad. Like, I would argue this is actually, like, the purpose you have government for. Yes. To, like, solve problems like this that are beneficial to everyone. Nobody wants to see them not fixed. Like, just do it, you know? But the two guys, the 
the rivalry between like the Blasio and Cuomo. Oh, yeah. They just hate each other. Yeah. Fucking. Which is, again, uh, also a great example of when I try to explain to you, like, my conservative uncle about how, I mean, I guess they already know how dysfunctional the Democratic Party is, but, like, that, like, that I'm like, all these people, de Blasio and Cuomo have radically different political ideologies and also have, uh, like, personally hate each other <laughs> and, and also just can just, like, play essentially, like, political, like, play politics on their, on their own to... to uh, yeah, I, I saw an article uh, that, um, like, someone was criticizing, because apparently de Blasio said, like, uh, you think the subway's bad, the roads are way worse. Yeah. And someone was like, well, the reason you think that is because you never take the subway, you get driven everywhere. Yeah. And then um, someone, it, it mentioned in the article that someone had once questioned de Blasio on his, like... Penchant of driving from fucking Gracie Mansion down to this to, neighborhood to, to my gym. Yeah, where so I, you go where to I YMCA. Yeah, where I then, where I accidentally get on the bike next to him, and I'm like, why the fuck are all these cops here? And why is this giant guy in an orange shirt on the bike next to me? And I was like, oh shit, it's the mayor. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> His answer for why he preferred why, why he was doing that was because well, you know, it's too complicated of a subway route. Also, I prefer being driven. It's like, yeah, of course, everyone preferred to being driven. That's well, the here's, the thing, here's the thing, though, that yeah, I think black, that, is black that black Bloomberg too. was smart enough to know that, like, Bloomberg, it, there's a public perception that he rode the subway, but he, like, rarely ever did. Yeah. And, all, and only did it in, like, a way to, like, kind of uh, provide, like, kind of a, a, a publicity stunt, essentially. Like, he did it after Sandy, when, like, at a time when there was, like, already, like, the city, half the city was evacuated and not a lot of people were doing it. Um, so, and also, it costs... You don't want de Blasio on the subway from Gracie Mansion because you, you'd need his entire detail. Like, yeah. all, every commuter on the, up the whole floor. Yeah, right? exactly. All, every, all, every commuter on the Upper East Side would be, like, would hate him even more. So it's just, like, the, like, the, the perception around take, the mayor taking the subway is kind of, like, it, it's kind of bullshit. Like, yeah. uh, you know... It, it, it's it's a it's it's a real easy kind of like pot shot to take, and they're like, "Oh, he thinks he's better than us. He can't take the subway." And it's like, <laughs> like it's like he's in charge of one of the most important like economies in the like. It's like he also like do you yeah do you want him to take an entire subway car? Or, yeah, yeah. He's not like you. He's the mayor. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if like, you were like him, you'd be mayor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then you would. Take the car. Yeah, and then you would choose to take the car. Forget everyone that you knew that didn't make uh, three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it is, it is a shame. Uh, the MTA is never getting fixed. The MTA, uh, I think it will get fixed. I think in my weird conspiracy alternate universe, where either Trump, so this is my put the button on the Trump thought, is that I think Trump would win over a lot of people in the Northeast. Think about like how because it's a it's a visible thing where it's like you could say it's like look, so I was bad. I made it good. How would he I do that? How would he do that without involving Gillibrand, Schumer, like Charlie Wrangler, who like anyone? He there would definitely be some local. He would be like there needs there need, he's like there, there needs to be a private uh, localized uh, train to <laughs> Trump Tower <laughs> that is only a golden collar for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like that's a good that's good strategy to offer the president. It, that's like number eighteen on like but strategy. Could, list, like, that's that's like, he could personally. renege on like what Schumer would. Well, I don't think Schumer would. Schumer, I think, has lost some. Like, I, I don't think he has like the credit. 
as uh, maybe he does. I don't know. But like, I think he's he, got. A, I he, think he's he, doing fine. He would take he an easy job. He would take points for it. But like, I think Trump would also. Like, Trump doesn't care. Like Trump doesn't give a shit about like other Republicans. Like he does not give a shit about like Mitch McConnell. He doesn't give a shit about anything. Not, exactly. That's my point. So that, but he does give a shit about being liked and being and uh, and like, having a public perception kind of thing. Or it's like he. I don't think so. I think he thinks that he. I think he is liked enough. He doesn't understand that social media is a echo chamber. And no matter where he's surrounded by sycophants, the president is surrounded by sycophants no matter what. Okay. Well, and now he's yeah. surrounded by you know he's really <laughs> been able to insulate himself. So all he has to do is be big and have people talking about him, and he'll have his supporters near him who are just so fucking petrified of him that they can't say anything. Right. And you know I don't know. I guess that's true. This uh, was the this was the week for for Trump that yeah. um, I I kind of like I don't know if I want to say turn a corner because I. Was already pretty much thinking that well, I'm not going to say this, probably, but um, that was, it had to do with um, a change, a change, of the, changing of the guard <laughs> but through, uh, let's say, Aaron Burrish means. <laughs> I have always generally thought that, but I've also seen the, the like merits of like he's genuinely like a funny person. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's I've, I've also turned that corner where I'm just like I'm like. I'm like, this is now hilarious. Like, this is like, and I think, like, this is actually rolls into our next segment really well about our predicting what Trump is going to do. Because it is, because it has been, because even in the time that you emailed me, in the time that you emailed me this idea on Friday, I, yesterday morning, I wake up to that he's tweeting, which was an image, I did, like, the minor internet sleuthing on this. This image or this gif appeared on, on Reddit, yeah. on the, the, the Donald subreddit first. Which means that one of two things: either somebody shared it directly with him on Twitter, like or it. he is actually on Reddit now yeah. too, and he's just scrolling Reddit comments. Like he's, like, he's like, you see this website? They got a whole, they got a whole section dedicated to me. It's, it's the so, biggest section of the website. The biggest, <laughs> it takes up the entire D. They, they have so many of the frogs that like. Oh my God. Um, Do you think he knows what Pepe is? Oh, I think he's got to know what Pepe is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure he does. Uh, maybe. I like well. Why does he? It's it's around. Like people put that shit at his rallies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like they uh, they. I think that he must see them, but I wonder if he sees them as an ally or not. I think he does because they like him. And yeah, he, that's the only thing he can comprehend. That's actually. I I don't think he has the self awareness to understand the movement that he is part of. Like I think he sees the crowds. At yeah, the, yeah, you know, but. Yeah. The idea of like tying this. Well, he's to, also he also he does understand that movement because the thing he tweeted was him. They're doing the WrestleMania attack, but somebody had like just animated the the CNN logo on the head of whoever was I can't remember who he was Vince McMahon or whoever he was punching, um, and and then he tweets. The best part about it is that it's hilarious in a way on a couple levels where he's also like if he said call them more like FNN fake news network yeah. that makes that joke makes sense, but he called it fraud news network. <laughs> so he's like, so he's like more like fraud, fraud news network, fake news. So like, yeah, no, Trump definitely could improve his like branding yeah, and wordplay. Yeah, stuff. yeah, it's it's like, dude, you you already had that built in. Fake so, I don't know, Psycho Joe though, Psycho Joe, Psycho Morning Joe's, and it might be a new uh, a new meme. Well, it's like, I don't know that one. Yeah. He just, that's what he called Joe Scarborough this, oh, okay. this week. Oh, oh that, is that what, and then he called, I, what he called, what's her name? Uh, no, no Brains Maker or whatever. Yeah, where she had her face. She was bleeding from her face. <laughs> but I was still pointing this out, actually, that Trump is, seems to be very, um, so you're like the disgust principle that, like, you know, conservatives and liberals actually have different brain chemistry because, uh, at least separated by the fact that liberals, uh, people who skew to the left, 
are less disgusted by things than conservatives are. Uh, like, phys- like if you see like a picture of a cockroach or like a pile of shit or something, yeah, you will be more uh, apt to like react really negatively to it as opposed to just like, oh, you know, if you're, if you, if you're acting more negatively if you are conservative, conservative. Yeah, okay. because that there, there's more thing, things that are distasteful have more of a coercive or like, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump seems to have uh, he, like a number of ways he's displayed throughout his career a real distaste for female fluids, for fluids and specifically female fluids. And that explains like... Um, <laughs> well, that's like... He also just like fluids in general. You know why he, he likes McDonald's so much? Because he thinks it's clean. Like he goes, he says, I like McDonald's restaurants because they're clean. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I can take you to McDonald's and he's... I know he's not a good speaker, but does he know what clean means? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, he is. He's like, he's like, but he's like, like a, a long line of fluids and all that stuff. He's kind of like I like McDonald's. <laughs> I see his Burton buns. I like the buns. And the buns is nice. It's a very clean restaurant. <laughs> it comes in a wrapper. But he, so he doesn't like he doesn't, so he doesn't like like menses like blah, blah, he doesn't like, well yeah. so like during the uh, during like the, the, the Clinton campaign he was she she had, had to, <laughs> she apparently Hillary Clinton had to use the bathroom during one of those yeah, yeah during one of the debates no during, or, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, during, yeah during one of the debates. And he called it, like, disgusting, you know? He, yeah. was, like, he was, like, mortified by it. Uh, I mean, that was also, like, kicking off a lot of conspiracy theories where people thought she was just, like, just having... Going to have a good fall. <laughs> just seizing it through. You know what separates Hillary Clinton from, like, a normal human is that she literally can bottle up her seizures until she gets... <laughs> just, like, into pro- the private arms of Huma in a stall, have a quick seizure, get on back out there, Unless, unless she's at a 9-11 memorial. Seizure is bae. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, with the Megyn Kelly, like, her, like, she had eyes coming out of her, or blood coming out of her, whatever, you yeah, know, and she, now with the, you know, so he would have reacted very negatively to, like, uh, Mika Brzezinski, or what the hell's her name? Micah. Micah, whatever. Brzezinski. Brzezinski, yeah. Brzezinski, yeah. version. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't have any sympathy. Because those two are also the reason why Donald Trump. Like, yeah, they were supporters they of were supporters. And, 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 and they're going over to his house at all. Yeah, like, exactly. And so I'm like, they're they're acting so victimized and stuff like that. I'm like, you you guys enabled this asshole. Like you, you were the you were the ones who figured out like, oh, we can get a lot of people to watch our show because guess what, your show is not that good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, there, there, there's something that we have yet to unpack regarding like his hatred of the media and the fact that he is totally in love with the media. Like he like he wants to drive ratings and he knows he drives ratings, but then he attacks people who he says you know like his his worst insult is like the. Failing New York Times, failing right. BuzzFeed, all these, you know, low-rated Morning Joe. And yet he knows, if he has any idea how ratings work, he knows these driving people to them. He just, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's, that's, just, that's an obvious sense that he just doesn't care, but, I don't know, he, it, it, is, it has gotten to a point where it's, like, not really that fun. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't have time to be engaging in this shit. How do you have time for Right, that? well, that's the thing. I, yeah, I do not, I certainly do not have time to, and that's why I don't understand like I guess that's what I just don't watch corporate news like really uh, and I'll read the New York Times um, and I read the Washington Post um, and occasional other. Apple News makes it so easy yeah uh, you know or like people will share certain articles specifically with me and I'll pick them up I should actually read I would like to resubscribe to the week um, no, I like, the, the, the week is great but my point is that um, so I I have that and I'm I know person I got a lot of free time like, uh, like <laughs> and I have time to burn. I have those full eight hours of leisure time to do whatever I want after work. Um, and, uh... Want to start a band? Yeah, sure. I can't play any instruments except didgeridoo and... I can play a little trumpet. You're gonna sing and play trumpet. Okay, there you go. Alright, I'm in. Um, but... Yeah, how does he have time to do this? I have no idea. 
I think he's just not doing it. I think he's just not. So like, what? So let's do prediction. Let's do prediction. Let's make a prediction. You or want to make a prediction about Trump? Well, let's, so I thought the idea that we would do. Let's at least do three predictions. Okay. About, three in the next, and then, but also, did I cut you off before you? Okay. So, I would like to make one prediction that it's going to happen in the next week. Okay. And I think he's going to in the next week. I think he is going to. Uh, similar, I think it, we're gonna have a rehashing of the Kofifi, but like a different word. Like he's gonna he's gonna accidentally like misspell a, like a clearly non English word. It's like a, like like non English word, and and just well, how and, much more non English do you want to get than Kofifi? No, the same just same thing. Just By like, the way, that's just what I call coffee now. Yeah, would you like some Kofifi? It cooked Kofifi, uh, um, <laughs> but he'll, he, I think he's just gonna make up like a new. He's gonna be like, oh, like a. I got some jibberty boot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, and like, you know what? You <laughs> saying that you saying that Trump's gonna tweet another different word is like when we're like, we've got to protect. We created the uh, planes and towers authority to prevent another terrorist attack from happening because you know it's like that's the way the terrorism happens with planes and towers. Right, and so, right, you know, right, no, yeah. The stupid so thing he does will take a totally different, very dataist form that has nothing to do with tweeting out a word that's not a word. Yeah. He's going to tweet out, he's going to tweet out his password or something. <laughs> do you think, oh, here, here, here's a predict, this is how I'll answer your prediction question. What are the chances do you think that somebody convincingly hacks Trump's Twitter before he is, his ter- presidency is finished? I think there is like uh, 50 50 odds on that. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's pretty, because he uses like an Android phone, doesn't he? he yeah, he uses, I mean, that, well, I don't know that you, he, he could theoretically have like paid, you know, like a security, security company firm to lock up his phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, then also, funny, but, but also that security firm could have been like, hey, we could like, or whoever, somebody who's like a disgruntled employee at that company could just be like, uh, just like unload on Fortune. Here's a super easy way to do, <laughs> to uh, when he's meeting with Sergey Kislyak, he's like. Hey, do you know where I can get my phone uh, protected? <laughs> all, these, <laughs> all these losers are trying to get into it. Yes, exactly, uh, man. I send you now. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. I think it's uh, so. Like, do you think it, what will the hacking manifest is just like some just troll just kind of like yo, what up? I got in. Like, I got, I got, real Donald Trump got his. What would be the funniest thing for a troll that hacks Twitter, Trump's Twitter to do? Uh, I think honestly, the most destructive thing you do would probably be to like antagonize. Actually, somehow link to a document that has like his tax filings and tax returns, like just like a, oh a st- no, that's not that, because that he's that's like a domestic political. Like the newspapers would like, but that's not right. going to start a war. Oh, you think that you want something that would start an international incident? Do you think that would be possible? <laughs> he's just like Assad's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Russia. <laughs> 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 Who is the not call Assad gay? <laughs> I know he has mustache, but he's a thing over there. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he, he told me that. He told me. He's just like, I don't care. Oh, I live in New York. I went to Studio 54. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that's probably the most destructive thing that he They could probably know. say something about China and the Spratly Islands or, or whatever. Uh, like the, 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 the China. Uh, say Chile. No, say Chile. That's a fucking country. Yeah, yeah, the, um, what the hell was trying to call him? Like, the something, I forget. I don't know. Those China. contested ones in the South, South China Sea. He could say, like, those are ours, we're, you know, and, like, that would set off, like, a real... But didn't he do that? Like, wasn't that the first thing he said about, like, when he took the call from, like, Taiwan or whatever? And that was, like, kind of an initiation of that process where it was, like, you know, that was the first, like, signaling to, like, people that cover D.C. Beltway politics were, like, oh, my God, he's, he's taking a call from Taiwan, like, not realizing that, like, the crazier shit was about to, like... Go well, yeah, this is just the norm. And then, yeah. when he said, he, 
That yeah, he had no idea what the implications of that were, and then he was corrected though weeks later when the Chinese premier explained the history of the situation. And then I love that like he just loved it. He's like, this guy Xi Jinping is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should see him tell stories. This thing of puppets are great. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to Trump. I think uh, I, I think like I don't. Can you so can you pre- so can you predict one within the next week? And then okay, we'll, let's the next one week, within the next, the next all right, within the next week. My prediction was that he he's gonna. I think. He's gonna maybe okay. I think it was, and it's not just not just a misspelling, not just like he'll like leave an extra L off of a word or something like that, or an, uh, like where there should be. You know what I mean? I, it's gonna be like a brand new Kofi Fee style word. You think? Well, what is, maybe he thinks that coining new nonsense words is like a winner for him. Right. That's, what, that's why. I'm th- that's why I think he's gonna do it. I think that's why I'm just t- taking my odds. Yeah. I think he'll do that in the next week. Um, I think uh, we're gonna see uh, an Ivanka fappening leak. <laughs> oh wow, that would be. You think? What if he? Does Somebody that? must have. What, that. What, if, what if he? If he? If he did that? <laughs> he did, if he, if he, Check it out! I made this. <laughs> Just like one hundred twenty thousand jobs in Michigan, I made this. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I don't know. I think that would be. That would be. That would be a disaster. I think the Ivanka thing because, I mean, it would be a disaster on a lot of levels. But um, like, I then it would just you know like. Uh, it would just start spark this whole like war about you know pe- like you know it's like the, you know, like the, what happened what happened with the Scarlett Johansson thing but ten times worse because somebody who was an actual like <laughs> and it would be it would be politically political. loaded yeah exactly. you know what would be really bad for the like, country but fun would be a sex scandal in this like if Jared Kushner was cheating on Ivanka because it would be terrible because it would totally it would just overshadow every right. other. it would be like set a new level of news media coverage over something I, I think it's just like it's all just gonna fold in on top of each other like I just I just can't wait to like hit the singularity in media coverage like I think we're approaching it and the media's already covering itself you know I know it's part of the- uh, but like I think there's just gonna be some point where it's like we've crossed the event horizon and just like and Dude, uh, maybe. I, I had an interesting thought uh, when there was that, like, not Nordic Fest, but a different White Pride Festival but that Richard Spencer talked at. It was, like, the alt-right con or something. Was this one that right after the election? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I like, saw Tequila, like, Tequila, like, gave a sea yeah, or whatever, yeah, and I was, yeah. like, I'm not Asian. Um, <laughs> the, Richard Spencer, when he was, uh, didn't know he was on camera, like, called the press the Lugan press, right? And there's this idea about, like, the Lugan press is, like, the original. He's, like, so goes back to Weimar German. German. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and it got me thinking that like the Lugan Press concept is possibly like universal, and I think the reason is that like you know why is it so easy to get people that don't feel elite against the media, which is clearly the case now. Like I just you know, CNN tweet and everything, um, and I think it's partly because like the media is definitely like a storytelling organ, you yeah. know. And I think people understand that to some degree. And it's not only just that people are afraid they're not being told the whole, tr- whole truth. I think there's also an element of you know when something is being served to you on a platter and there's like a natural piece of skepticism that you have yeah. when a story is a little too convenient. And the media's job is that. I mean it's trying to distill well, all this crazy shit through yeah. an editorial lens and present you a version of what happened. And you're always going to – there's always a, a kind of kernel of, of rationality in your mind. It's like I know there's something I'm not hearing. And I, I just think it's interesting that like the media as a storytelling function is always going to be susceptible to like – the Lugan press aspersion, you know, obviously not in specifically fascist terms, but well, that's uh, why I mean, there needs to be some kind of like weird uh, or like a it's like state-run media. I'm not an advocate for, but like I think something like a BBC model, like for we PBS. Have PBS, not PBS, but PBS is also like 
the fraction of it that like is financed by the government over the years has been like shaved and cut down you know, like astronomically, and it's just mostly supported now by private philanthropic yeah. organizations. And the same thing with and, and viewers like you. and viewers like me. Uh, who love tote bags um, <laughs> and, and and Ken Burns documentaries, <laughs> and, um, and then also so PBS does that, and same thing with NPR is in a similar situation. But I think if we were living in a true free democratic society, we would have some kind of like similar technocratic oversight engine <laughs> for like just saying that like okay like this is going to be a true neutral like a not profit driven media center, yeah. and and so it, people will still entertain that with level of skepticism as I'm sure that people in Britain entertain the BBC. But the BBC also turns out like great like quality entertainment well, content. maybe there's people in England who don't think so. But. I, I, okay. Well, anyway. We've, uh, uh, well, we already gone an hour. I mean, I just, like, yeah, I want to put a button on with the, our last uh, our last three. Yeah, yes, oh, my, my favorite Chris, the Chris man, Christy oh my God. Uh, was seen on the beach. This <laughs> It's like he, he's at first, uh, Greenpeace tried to show up and push him back in the water. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm supposed to be here. And then and then they were like, well, maybe it's more humane to leave him on land. <laughs> yeah. and, and maybe we he should seems just... to be breathing okay, not great, yeah. but he's alive at least. Um, but yeah, so Chris, the Chris Man Christie, this uh, July 4th weekend, after uh, coming to an impasse with uh, New Jersey state legislators about uh, passing a state budget, uh, over a basically a petty feud over uh, uh, how they finance Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey, um, decided to shut down the New Jersey state government, which includes New Jersey state parks, conveniently on Fourth of July weekend, one of the most popular times to go to a state park beach, and then decided to take advantage and defend his ability to go to that same park and be caught with his fat ass in a beach chair on the park because he said, well, actually, the governor has a residence on that park. Well, Chris, might I remind you that that is also paid by New Jersey State taxpayer <laughs> dollars just because you are governor. And it's like, it was beautiful because well, I, hate, I hate Chris Christie more than anybody. And I, I really do. I really I particularly have a, like, I've always hated him since he was elected. And I was really nervous that he was actually going to take it away and, um, like, take it away the Republican or take the Republican uh, nomination. Um, but I'm, at least Karma has rewarded me with another. Weird. I mean, he's, he's, he has no political future. Yeah. It makes you feel any better. Yeah, I know. I wrote a thing. I wrote a satire piece called Sick Transit GWB, which is about. So they're batting around the idea that he takes over Mike Francesa's job. It's like a drive time, which is the ultimate hell for like just this guy who thought he was going to be president of the United States. Yeah, some drive time. And, and now, now he's the, now he's the uh, shock jack, like sports like sports drive time radio for people that are, so basically just like truck drivers and like Maspeth Queens can yell and be like, I don't think Terry Collins should have put Jerry's <laughs> Familia in, in the eighth inning. Uh, and he's just like a guy who really thought he was going to be like at least even not, if not president, attorney general of the United States just has to listen to some guy talk about how and then people just call in and give him shit about like like, oh, you like the Cowboys? But I thought you were a big Bruce Springsteen fan. <laughs> I would watch that uh, that Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah. Or Duplass Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fuck, fuck. I mean, like, he's he's done. I suppose they're talking about maybe he'll get, like, chief of staff or something after Ryan's previous... Uh, he won't, though, because, because Jared Kushner hates him so goddamn much. I know, yeah. Jared Kushner does another, hate him. Yeah, because, because it's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't... Like, that's the best part. He had to kiss Trump's ring. And then he didn't think about it. He's like, well, obviously, then, if I do this, if I endorse Trump, who seems to be the front runner, I'll get some kind of priority position in the administration. And it's like, oh, hold up. Wait, is he actually, is his son-in-law, that, <laughs> is his father, 
uh, maybe somebody I locked up <laughs> when I was attorney general or just district attorney in, in New Jersey. Uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe, like, maybe I shouldn't have been, uh, I mean, like, look, I, I'm not saying that he did anything wrong. He, he actually did something right by locking up Jared Kushner's dad. Like, his, like essentially, he was committing fraud. But, what was funny was that when uh, there was a, when Jared Kushner was, um, my roommate told me this, uh, Jerry Kushner was, like, recently taken over the company after his dad went to, like, Arkansas, yeah. Fed, federal penitentiary, and he was traveling down there all the time, and people were like, wow, it's incredible that this young man has the, you know, mental strength to be, like, both running this business and still cheating his dad all the time. It's like, no, who's his dad just running, running from jail? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, they didn't give it over to this, like, autistic child. <laughs> <laughs> can't speak. Who can't talk. <laughs> The funny thing about the, the beach gate thing um, is that, uh, first of all, when I saw a picture of, like, I saw it on Apple News or something, and, like, it's a, you know, far away picture of the beach, and it's like, this one picture will make you stop your breath and shit yourself about Chris Christie. And I thought that it was, like, the house in the background was him at first, because I was like, which one of these blobs is him? And then it turns out it's a way smaller blob. Yeah. He's like, oh, he looks comparably smaller. He was like, enhanced. And then, yeah. <laughs> the house had, yeah, fewer shadows than Chris Christie was casting. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, it's bullshit that he's on, he's on the, uh, they should shut down, he's on the beach when other people can't be. Uh, if the government shuts down, everything about his life should shut down too, because his yeah. life's entirely paid for. They should unplug his refrigerator. <laughs> his, like, belt thing that fat guys use in the yeah, from the still, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that contraption should um, shut down he had lap band surgery and it didn't work <laughs> it didn't hold the, just it, worked, it, out. it worked for Rex Ryan it didn't work for Chris Christie like that's that oh that was another Trump prediction I had that I hope that Trump has like an almost shot for shot remake of the Rex Ryan foot fetish video <laughs> come out that's what I hope is the next level if it's with Melania everyone will defend it I know because, I mean, Rex Ryan was hanging out with his wife back then, you know? Like, yeah. What a good thing. Um, yeah, and it's like, you know, a public shutdown can go, well, it's so precarious because everyone's pissed off at you. And the one thing you're not supposed to do is, like, prove that it was your fault. You know, like, be the petty <laughs> one. That's what Newt Gingrich did. He made it seem like it was about him. And Chris Christie could not have thought of worse optics. The best reading of this is that he just doesn't give a fuck. Oh yeah, 100%. he doesn't care because I thought I thought Bridgegate was that, which is like Bridgegate, which was clearly just like petty New Jersey politics and like Port Authority politics. But then I like, uh, but this is just clearly like I don't give a shit. Like yeah. he's like I, I I tried real hard and I like I basically blew up on the platform and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, now I'm just gonna now I'm just gonna be a real a real petty piece of shit uh, and and. Take my take my lumps, <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's good. I think that's a good place to close. We just went over an hour ten, right? Yeah, yeah. Time, if you're still with us, congratulations. Yeah, a shout out to our new fans in Djibouti. Djibouti. Um, I assume you were, you heard from our friends in uh, Azerbaijan. <laughs> uh, you know, spread the word. You know, maybe spread the word to other East African countries. I mean, if you're in Djibouti, you're probably just like an American military contractor or something. Congrats on the uh, cell phone service. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you know, we look forward to getting some fans in Angola. Yeah. I, I want to hear from Angola. So shout out to Angola. Tweet at us at Infinity License. Uh, and I want to hear from, from somebody in Angola. Or Azerbaijan. Or Lesotho, actually. Or Lesotho. The landlocked Lesotho, country. The landlocked country within, uh, within South Africa. Which we can't figure out. Which we probably Wikipedia pretty easily. But I'd rather uh, like just wonder, spend my life thinking just about like wondering cool. how it ended up just this little circle, like a, of, like a pimple of a country in the middle <laughs> of South Africa. I'm sure that's the way someone thinks of it yeah. too. <laughs> mm. 
Anyway, yeah, so All thanks right, well, for sticking with us. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm Brian Pisano. Leonard Franco. This has been another episode of Infinity License. Uh, happy 4th of July, everybody. To come to America. We'll see what they can find. Come to America. Come to America. See what we can find. <laughs>